Agaius Aro's family had had a good year. Trade had favored them throughout the season, and despite the harsh trek across the desert plains of the Sean Ball every other month, they profited well. New horses were purchased for the wagons whose animals had been past their prime. Extra blankets and furs bought for those couples with young. Agaius smiled, thanking the sun above for their good fortune throughout the cool season and offering up a small prayer that it might continue into the next. The Sean Ball was not generally considered a favorable place to reside. The desert was a dangerous friend at best, its perils not only limited to the flesh-stripping heat. Water was beyond scarce, river holes and oases hard to find and unreliable by their nature. Bandits weren't so uncommon, unfortunately though they tended to bide along the outer rings of the desert, relying on the more bountiful resources of the civilized fringe cities. Still, it did happen that bands would venture into the deeper parts of the sands, braving the elements for the chance of catching the trading clans unaware. Regardless, even more dangerous than thieves were the inhabitants of the Sean Ball itself. Sandcats and dune scorpions were the worst a real threat in any situation. But the wild pack dogs had been known to drag more than one traveler off into the night. All manner of venomous snakes and night spiders hid out of sight in whatever bit of shade they could find, as did a few other species of poisonous insects, whose bite could leave one feverish and vomiting for days before death. Even the Etherian could be trouble, though the lizard kind tended to stay away from men apart from what little trade the two people did. When food and water were scant, though, whole families had been known to go missing mysteriously. Man, after all, was as edible as anything else among the dunes. Agaius shivered, then smiled. The Sean Ball had rarely caused his little group any grief. They were at peace with the place, and the twins had always blessed them. The desert was their home. It would take more than the threat of thieves and a few oversized arachnids to make the Aros change the way they'd been living for generations. Greya sat beside her husband, watching him think. Agaius was a tall man, his skin tanned and his long hair and beard bleached blonde by the sun. Nomadic tribal rings pierced his lips and ears, strung together with leather cord. A single silver chain, the sign of his position as head of the Aro family, hung from ear to ear, cutting low, then up across his cheeks to pierce the bridge of his nose between his gray eyes. To some, the symbols of the desert lifestyle were ugly and overdone. But to Greya, they were a connection to ancestry and heritage. The fact that her husband bore the silver chain made her pride swell every time she looked at him as did the small kick that made her bare, swollen belly twitch outward. Agaius caught the motion, smiling at his wife as he shifted the horse's direction slightly. Eager to join us, isn't he? He laughed. The woman smiled in return, gently resting a hand on the man's muscled arm. Or she, she said, shifting so that her stomach rested more comfortably. Don't get too wrapped up in the idea of a son just yet. If it were a daughter we were waiting for, the grandmother would have said so. Greya sighed, nodding. True enough. Still, it would be nice to give you a little girl. There's always time for more, Agaius murmured into her ear roguishly, and the woman laughed, 
accepting a happy kiss from the bearded man. Agaius! A voice cut over the racket of the wheels, calling out from behind the moving cart. Looking around, Agaius handed the reins to his wife and grabbed the top of his seat. With strong arms, he leaned over the side, looking backwards at the line that trailed resolutely behind them, his braided hair twisting in the wind. Nine wagons in all, the Aros were among the largest of the clans to travel the desert trade paths. Two dozen people made up their family, young and old included.